As a day sailor, you're going to want to take some basic sailing courses, get out sailing as often as possible, and get your friends and family involved when they're out on the boat with you. This is the best way to perfect your newly found or ever-expanding sailing goals, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Hey there, and welcome to your Pocket Sailing Instructor. I'm Penny Caldwell, and I have been a sailing coach for over 25 years now. I'm here to help you reach your sailing goals, whether you're looking for gear reviews, safety tips, or just some fun sailing stories. This podcast will have it all. Your Pocket Sailing Instructor is an educational and fun podcast about all things sailing. I plan on releasing weekly episodes every Thursday to help you end off your week on a high note. So grab your coffee and join me for your weekly dose of all things sailing. Hey everyone, happy Thursday. I am back with another episode. Uh, So I have already decided that bi-weekly is just not often enough for me. I'm having a lot of fun putting all these episodes together. And uh, so I'm just going to keep motoring along and go back to weekly episodes. So uh, last episode was all about boots and finishing off a little bit of uh, gear review for you guys. And now we are going to move into uh, sailing goals and talking about different, um, I guess, areas of sailing that you can explore. And depending on what your goals are with sailing, uh, I'm going to help you come up with a plan figure out which courses you could take, uh, figure out the top habits that I think that you should perfect to become a really great sailor, depending on your goals. And uh, yeah, just give you some of my tips and tricks and and all that jazz. So looking forward to it. I have four episodes in this series called Sailing Goals. And this first one that we're going to talk about here, um, I've called it the Day Sailor. So before I get into talking about the day sailor and who that is, I want to first thank you guys for taking the time to listen to the podcast. I also want to thank those of you who have been reaching out and writing reviews and sending me emails and even, you know, just stopping me on the dock to say, hey, I was listening to your episode. Uh, It's been great feedback for me. I've been, you know, putting together these episodes and having a lot of fun, like I said, but I'm also wanting to make sure that they're valuable and that somebody's listening. <laughs> I can I can tell from my downloads that I'm getting a lot of listens. So that is great. I really appreciate it, but it is great to get uh, a feedback directly from you. So at any point, feel free to reach out at salenelson.com. You can uh, contact me there through my website uh, or even through um, the different podcast players. So actually, I'm going to do a bit of a listener shout out today because I went on to uh, Apple Podcasts and I saw that I have a couple reviews from some people. So thank you so much. Uh, this one is from Constable Parks. And I'm just going to read what what was written there. So excellent info. This is just what I was looking for, a podcast for new sailors like myself that gives good information without the lame jokes and talking like a pirate. Penny presents the information without getting off topic and rambling on. She's prepared with the information that she wants to share and is easy, easy to listen to. Well done. Looking forward to more podcasts. So thank you so much for taking the time to write that review. It really, I actually came upon it at a a great point. I was 
kind of feeling a little bit overwhelmed with, with everything happening with the business and moving into the sailing season. And I was wondering, oh my gosh, have I bitten off more than I can chew? You know, typical kind of new year, new goals, new adventures. And I thought, hey, I'm going to start off this podcast. It'll be great. And I have been having a great time. But then I thought, wow, have I, have I bitten off more than I can chew? So Constable Parks, that uh, review came right at the right time. I read that and I thought, yes, I, I'm on the right track. This is valuable, at least for one person. <laughs> so I'm going to keep going. So thank you so much for taking the time to do that. I appreciate it. So like Constable Parks mentioned there, I like to be organized and I don't like to ramble on. So we are just going to jump right into this episode. So again, all about sailing goals. And this week I'm going to talk about the day sailor. So who is the day sailor? Who am I talking about in this case? So for me, what I am referring to here is you might be somebody who just started off your sailing adventure. You just started off taking some courses Maybe somebody recently introduced you to sailing. Maybe you have your own boat. Uh, You're probably in that, you know, I'm talking probably keel boats. So maybe you're in that 20 to 26, 27 foot range. You could have a dinghy too. Dinghies are a little bit of a a different kettle of fish. Maybe a, a nice laser or something fun like that. Um, but yeah, for me, the day sailor that I'm kind of thinking about is newer to sailing, 24 foot keel boat, happy to head out uh, in your hometown, on your home lake, or wherever you happen to live, and you're going to spend an afternoon out with family and friends. Uh, You could also be someone who has done a lot of sailing previously, uh, but maybe you are diving into other hobbies as well. And, you know, sailing is starting to take not necessarily a back burner, but you're just starting to, um, you know, dive into other hobbies. So maybe not heading out and doing long distance sailing, for instance. So you're going to be heading out around town in your local area, again, with family and friends. You might also be somebody who's participating in um, occasional beer can races with your local sailing club. You might be a yacht club member. So you're heading out maybe once, twice a week uh, for a, a fun sail. I just want to take a minute to give a big shout out to my patrons. You guys are a huge support for me. You help to make these episodes possible. So thank you so much. For those of you who are not familiar with Patreon, it's a way for you to help support content creators like myself through a subscription. For as little as $3 a month, you can support my little podcast to reach many more people, and it will help me bring you new episodes every single week. Check it out today at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash your pocket sailing instructor. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash your pocket sailing instructor. One last time, patreon.com forward slash your pocket sailing instructor. And I so, so, so appreciate your support. Now let's get back to our episode. I've come up with uh, my list of key courses that I think that you should take as a day sailor. So these are different areas that I think uh, you would benefit focusing on to um, expand your sailing experience, 
knowledge, uh, your comfort level when you're out on the boat as well. Like I said, you might be heading out with family and friends who may or may not be sailors themselves. So first course that I suggest you get under your belt is some sort of basic cruising, uh, basic skipper type of course. So with Sail Canada, we call that the basic cruising course. Uh, we do have an intro level. We have two intro level type courses. One is the introduction to boating, which is more for somebody who's really never been out on a boat before, really not sure if they're interested in sailing at all. That's usually maybe three or four hours on a, on a boat with a skipper just to get an idea of what it feels like to be on a sailboat that's healing and, and how the sails work and how does the tiller work, that kind of thing. So definitely a very high, high level introduction. After that, we have the start keelboat sailing uh, level the standard. And that one is usually taught over about two days. You start to get a little bit more hands-on, start to get into the language of sailing. Sailing is a whole other language. I always say to my students, you're going to be bilingual by the time you're done your course. Congratulations. Um, so that would be the next level, start keelboat sailing. And then you get into the basic cruising. So the basic cruising for me is definitely geared towards the day sailor, definitely geared towards somebody who wants to own their own boat, wants to be comfortable taking it in and out of the dock, putting the sails up and down, anchoring. We cover emergency situations, kind of all that jazz. So for those boat owners interested in uh, moving into this realm. So that would be the first course I would suggest that you get under your belt. The next one, um, definitely look at taking maybe an introduction to weather, weather forecasting, start paying attention to the weather forecast in your area, um, website called MetEd, all, and I, all of this is linked in my show notes as well at sailnelson.com forward slash podcast. Um, but yeah, MetEd is a great website that has all kinds of free online courses and they have some really in-depth weather courses, radar courses, re reading weather facts, all kinds of great stuff. So you can really kind of go kind of as high level or as deep as you want to with uh, weather courses with them. Um, you know, so definitely something could be online, could be in person. Uh, one of the things that I like to do in my area before I head out sailing out here in Nelson, we don't really get great weather forecasts. We don't have, you know, I think we have one Environment Canada weather station, maybe two in the area. So it can be really hit and miss. And like I've mentioned before, we're in the mountains. So the weather does change frequently and quite um I guess you could you could say severely uh, if you're not paying attention and you really need to learn how to read the clouds and understand what what does it mean when the temperature drops what does it mean when the wind shifts so um, one of the things that I like to do before I head out is I actually check out all the different webcams that we have in the area so we have Nelson Airport has a webcam that I look at um, we have a, f a couple ferries on the lake Balfour Ferry for instance I take a look at uh, you know. Uh, webcams or if there are any delays due to weather. And then we also have all the Drive BC different webcams as well. So I kind of poke around and just have a look at some of the webcams and that will give me a live snapshot of what the clouds are doing uh, where that webcam is. And that just gives me a better I guess, more accurate idea of what could be coming around the corner. So definitely a weather course. Uh, the next course that I would suggest after that would be getting your VHF Marine radio course. So the VHF Marine radio, um, you know, I know a lot of us 
well, pretty much everybody now has a cell phone and coverage for cell phones is pretty much all over the place. Uh, you can get coverage almost everywhere that you go. But um, the VHF Marine Radio is a really great tool to have, uh, you know, again, part of your safety gear, part of your um, extra gear to have on the boat, recommended gear, because the VHF Marine Radio, what it does is it allows you to create a connection with other boaters out on the water. So, um, you know, out here we have several uh, fishing guides that will be taking people out. And we also have a couple ferries that I mentioned, they carry VHF radios. And so if I'm out boating and I have an emergency, there's several different things that I'm going to do to get attention. But one of them could be using my VHF radio uh, to make a mayday call or a pan pan call on channel 16 to get help. And then anybody else in the area within eyesight or within my range will be able to pick up that message. So when you have your cell phone and you call 911, you're only calling one point. You're only reaching out to one person. Whereas with your radio, you can potentially reach several people and several boaters who are within your area who could come and help you. So I would recommend that course as well. I offer that as a home study course. So you, I send you the materials, you study them. I have some online review uh, ex like tests and things for you to prepare for the test. And then we just do it over Zoom and then you get your, your license uh, within a few weeks. So that's definitely an easy course to, to get off your list. Um, another one that I would suggest would be to get a basic first aid course. So again, you don't need to go too, too crazy with the first aid course because as a day sailor, you're not necessarily going to be wandering too, too far from shore. You know, this we're not talking offshore at this point. So you are within range of land. You are probably not too far off from marina or maybe a boat launch or whatever. But having a basic first aid course under your belt is really helpful. Uh, being able to bandage basic wounds, create splints that kind of thing. So nothing too crazy there. Um, and then finally, another course that I would recommend for you to become a really good, able day sailor uh, would be some sort of navigation course or even just um, a GPS course, for instance. Um, an in-depth navigation course, I'll suggest when you're definitely doing liveaboard type sailing, which is... Um, in two other episodes from now. But uh, at the basic sailing level, it is important for you to understand where you're boating, what the local hazards are, um, have a copy of your chart on board and know how to read it, know how to identify some of the symbols on your chart. And uh, these are all things that your basic sailing course should cover as well. So the basic cruising course, the skipper course that I'm su suggesting for uh, the day sailor, that um, those symbols and how to look at a chart and how to understand how to read a chart is covered in that course. So that would be something that, uh, again, I would suggest you look into so that you're just familiar with your surroundings and you're aware you have that good local knowledge. So as a day sailor, there are four top habits that I think that you should perfect. Uh, these are things that will help you become a very efficient, proficient, and safe day sailor. 
Uh, it's going to make your time out on the water much easier. You're going to have a blast. It's going to help your family and friends who are coming out sailing with you also have a blast. Uh, so yeah, these are kind of my top habits that I think are important uh, when you're at the day sailing level. So first one, habit number one is pre-departure check. This uh, should become basically set second nature for you. So when you start out, you're going to want to have a paper copy or maybe a laminated reusable copy, um, some sort of checklist that you're going to go through each time you get on your boat before you head out. This is kind of like your you know, um, an airplane pilot doing their pre-departure airplane check. Same idea. So I have uh, a couple checklists available uh, on Sail Nelson. I've linked to them in the show notes. But basically, um, this is something that you will do an in-depth check at the beginning of your season and at the end of your season. And then basically, every time you head out on the boat, like a pre-departure check for me maybe takes 10 minutes. Uh, it's kind of a bow to stern check over the boat. You're looking at your rigging. So uh, don't assume that the boat has been, is in the same condition that you left it. Uh, you never know if, I don't know, something, maybe a storm came through and somebody retied one of your dock lines or, you know, maybe a storm came through and one of your fenders broke. And next thing you know, the boat has been banging onto the, you know, the edge of the dock. And now you've got some hull damage. Um, you know, it could be birds. We end up with birds all the time. I got my wind indicator knocked off the top of the mast a few years ago from a bird. I just never bothered to replace it. Um, it's better for my students to feel the wind. <laughs> but um, so a pre-departure checklist should not take you very long. And it's kind of uh, a quick high level looking through all your things, remembering, you know, where are the sheets, where are the halyards, doing your eight knots, double checking tension for your shrouds, double check your rudder, tiller, all that kind of stuff. So again, it should be pretty quick and dirty, pretty easy to do. Don't assume that everything has been uh, left or is in the same condition that you left it. And it's a great habit to get into. So do your pre-departure checks. Habit number two uh, is your safety gear checks. So I've decided to break these two out. A lot of times I kind of run them in parallel a little bit, but uh, safety gear checks, same idea as your pre-departure check, but a little more in depth. So you're checking to make sure all of the gear is where you left it. You're checking to make sure that it's in good working order. Uh, you know, your flares weren't maybe left out of the container and then they got wet somehow. Uh, and then you can also check some of your recommended gear. So, you know, is your boat hook still in good working order? Does it, you know, I have a telescoping boat hook every four to five years. It starts to not telescope anymore and then I have to replace it. So are you at that point with your boat hook? Um, you know, is your ladder still securely affixed to your transom? So that kind of stuff. And again, the, the safety gear portion of the boat checklist, I have uh, included a section there. So I just, like I said, I added in when I'm doing my boat check, but I think it is a separate habit that you do want to get into uh, checking safety gear. And same idea at the beginning of the season, you're going to be doing a more in-depth check. So going through the first aid kit, for instance, how many band-aids do you have? How many triangulars do you have? Do you have antiseptic wipes? That kind of thing. A little more in-depth when you're doing your safety gear check before heading out for your afternoon sale, checking to make sure the first aid kit is where you left it. Yep. Looks good. Great. Off you go. 
So that's habit number two. Habit number three is to include your guests. So when you have friends and family out on the boat with you, uh, it's a great idea to get in the habit of including them in your pre-departure check and even when you're out sailing. So this does a few things. One, it helps you learn how to coach others and it helps you um, also kind of review the items that are on your boat. There's no better way to learn something than to teach it. So that's why I love being a coach and that's why I'm constantly challenging myself and learning new things myself so that I can teach them to my students and I can, you know, add more value. So this is adding more value to your friends and family who are coming out sailing with you. It's also going to help you feel a little less stressed when you're out on the boat, just a tiny bit, maybe not a lot, but just a little bit. So just to know that you have other people on the boat who are somewhat familiar with other things on the boat. So a few examples. Uh, One of the things that I like to do, I have a laminated uh, piece of paper that has a boat drawing on it. And I have, you know, dry erase markers. And especially if I have kids on board or anything like that, what I'll do is I will assign them to find all the safety gear. So while I'm getting the sails organized, you know, I'm taking off the sail cover and I'm uncoiling my lines or whatever, I'll start saying, okay, somebody find me the ladder. And then the kids run around the boat and they find the ladder and say, okay, find me a bailer. And then they find the bailer and, you know, where's the, where are the flares? Where's the heaving line? That kind of stuff. So, um, you know, adults, you can kind of provide them with a list. I have a list that's printed out as well. So they can just read through the list. And as they have questions, they can ask you. If you have younger people on board, you can make it more of a game and you can have them hunt around for things. It makes it kind of fun. So that's one way that you can get people involved. Another way is to ask people to learn specific things on the boat. So for instance, if you have, uh, let's say Uncle Bob, who's an engineer and who just totally geeks out with anything technical, uh, you can teach Uncle Bob how to turn on your VHF radio and how to find the weather channel to check the weather forecast get him to listen to the forecast, and then he can come up on deck and say, okay, I've got the forecast for you. Uh, You teach him how to get the VHF radio to channel 16. Uh, If you have a digital selective calling on your VHF, which a lot of the newer ones have, teach him how to push the button. Don't actually push the button though, obviously. But, you know, again, teaching him how to do a mayday call. And that's another printed laminated sheet that I have uh, near the navigation station where the radio is, is I have a sample mayday call. It's kind of like when you go into a building and they have a sample 911 call for you there and it outlines, we are located at this building, we're this place, this is our phone number, that kind of thing. I do the same thing for my boat. So my boat is Spindrift, my call sign 65E327, uh, we are a 27 foot sailing vessel, white hull, white sails, brown dodger and so I I kind of write all that out because in an emergency situation you're going to be sitting there trying to think about what am I supposed to say next so that's something that you can do with Uncle Bob who's an engineer geek Um, if you have Aunt Helen on the boat she might be interested in learning about all the different ropes all the different lines and halyards and sheets and all that stuff that you have on the boat so teach her how to to, uh, tie an eight knot 
tie an eight knot, double check that all the lines have stopper knots in the end. If you use whatever stopper knot you use, I use an eight knot when I'm teaching, but um, you know, and then when you're getting ready to put up the sails, now you can ask Aunt Helen, okay, I need you to pull on that main halyard. Do you remember what color the main halyard is? So again, you're kind of coaching them through things a little bit. So uh, like I mentioned, when you are doing this, it helps your guests to feel like they're involved on the boat. It will hopefully provide you with a little bit more comfort, a little bit less stress where you're feeling like you need to do everything on the boat. Uh, you know, teach them some of the basics, what what the dock lines are, where the bow and stern are, um, you know, give them a rundown. Okay, when we come out of our dock, this is what I'm going to do. And that way they're just better equipped to kind of help you. And that's a great way to, to head out and have a great sale. So that is habit number three. Habit number four is extremely important. Um, and that is to practice your crew overboard maneuver. So whatever maneuver that you use, I use the triangle method, also called the figure eight method, or sometimes the reach tack reach. That's the most common uh, basic maneuver that uh, you will learn when you do your basic cruising level course. Uh, but when you learn a crew overboard maneuver, make sure that you know it inside out. Try to practice it as often as possible. And you don't always have to throw something overboard. You don't need to take a fender and toss it overboard. What you can do is just think in your mind, okay, somebody fell overboard, bam, I'm going to a beam reach. I'm going along, you know, 10 to 15 seconds, enough room to tack, tack, broad reach. Person is roughly a beam. I'm going to head up close hauled. So you're just practicing it over and over again. So that way, the idea with this is that if you are ever faced with a crew overboard situation, again, you're out with family or friends, God forbid, a loved one falls off of the boat. You don't want to spend your time sitting there scratching your head, trying to remember how you should get back to the person. So whatever method that you are taught or whatever method you decide works for your boat, works for you, try to know it inside and out. Because getting back to the person is the easy part. It's supposed to be the easy part. Getting them back on board is where things start to get really complicated, uh, especially if you have an injury that you're dealing with. Or in Canada, most of our water is quite cold. You could be dealing with cold water shock. You could be dealing with hypothermia. Uh, God forbid they've been hit by the boom and they're unconscious. Uh, so you really want to make sure that you have that maneuver dialed so that you can, again, be out on the water, be having fun with everyone. But if something does go wrong, you have the ability to do your crew overboard maneuver and get, get the person back on board. So make that automatic. That is habit number four. So your top four habits will really help you dial in your, I don't want to say your sailing skills because they're not necessarily sailing focused, but they are trip focused or experience focused so that when you do get out for your day sail, you can focus on the sail, you can sit back, relax, enjoy your time. Everybody on the boat is probably going to be a little more relaxed because they're going to feel involved. Um, so those four habits are kind of the top things that I think you should focus on at this point when you're out day sailing. Now, when you are a day sailor, there are a few things that you're going to end up 
practicing and perfecting over and over again, you're going to get a lot of exposure to these things. So the first one definitely is docking. So when you're doing day sales, you're doing shorter, probably shorter sales. So you're in and out quite often. You're going to be docking and undocking a lot. Um, you know, docking is one of those things that a lot of people get uh, uncomfortable with or they worry about. Honestly, it's one of those things that practice, practice, practice. I don't want to say practice makes perfect because it rarely goes perfect. There's so many moving parts and so many different things that can go wrong. But at least if you practice it more often, it's something that you will become very comfortable with. Um, and it's something that you will um, just, you'll start to anticipate what could be happening when you're heading into the dock and the wind is a certain direction, for instance. So with your docking, you know, set up your dock lines, bow lines, stern lines, spring lines, figure out what kind of cleats you have available to you on the dock, figure out um, if you're going to leave your dock lines on the dock or if you're going to bring them with you. I always teach my students to bring the dock lines with us. Uh, that way, you know, if we're heading out and the motor dies or if something happens or we need to go to a different dock, we have our dock lines with us. It's more of a practice type thing, uh, but it is also good uh, seamanship. It is a bit inconvenient because every time we come back to port, we have to um, resecure our dock lines and kind of redo all the lengths and figure out, you know, are we far enough up into our slip and is the spring line too loose or, or whatever. But again, it's uh, it's really good practice and it's good to be able to adjust your lines. One of the things that I do when I'm when I'm out by myself and I'm bringing the boat back in is I always set up uh, a spring line so that when I step off the boat, I've got a spring line organized. And that's because my particular dock setup, 90% of the time the wind is astern and it's pushing me in towards my uh, slip. So I want to make sure that I've got, you know, an extra set of brakes that I can put on. So I have my spring line set up. We have T-cleats on the dock so I can give the spring line a quick wrap around the T-cleat and then that will help me slow down the boat um, if I need to slow it down for whatever reason. Um, so docking and undocking going to be something that you do over and over again, which is great. Uh, the next th area that you're going to end up perfecting as a day sailor is your sail changes. So you're going to be, um, again, because you're out for shorter amounts of time when you're sailing, you're probably going to be either changing or at least putting up and taking down your sails more often. Uh, so this is something that you're going to get really good at. You're going to get a lot of practice. You're going to start to figure out, you know, which one of those main sail slides tends to stick. You know, I have a can of, of sail of um, lubricant that I ended up buying because I had a, a sail slide that kept sticking. Um, you're going to get really proficient and hopefully very efficient with um, doing uh, reefing and potentially heaving too. If you don't know how to heave to or you've never heard of the heave to maneuver, definitely look that up on YouTube. I heave to all the time. Uh, it's one of the best uh, maneuvers. I love using it when I'm out on the boat. Even when I'm by myself, if I have to go to the washroom, I just heave to and then I run down and I go to the washroom and I come back up. Uh, but anyway, so doing sail changes is something that you're going to be doing quite a bit when you're a day sailor. So putting the sails up, 
bringing them down, reefing them. Uh, if you have roller furling for your, your foresail for your jib, you're going to be furling it in and out, figuring out what size foresail works for you. If you have a hank on foresail, you're going to be going forward and aft on the boat, going back and forth, putting the foresail up and down. Um, so again, just by virtue of going out for three hours instead of eight hours, it's probably less likely that you're going to wait for the wind to, to fill in or, or whatever. You're probably going to play around with your sails a little bit more. So you're going to get really used to wind shifts and how to really fine tune your sails, which is always great. The last thing that I'm going to talk about um, as far as which areas uh, you're going to end up perfecting, uh, I would say trip planning. So I did an episode on trip planning. I don't have it in front of me. Oh, episode number seven. So if you haven't listened to that one, go back and have a quick listen to that. But basically, you want to make sure that even though you're heading out for a quick sale, a day sale, it's it's always good um, to put in some sort of trip plan or at least put something together. It can be very quick as well. You know, send a text message to spouse or friend or someone and be like, okay, I'm heading out for a three-hour sale. My plan is to head to here and then I'll be back around this time. I'll check in again when I'm back. Again, most likely you're going to have cell phone coverage because you're potentially where you're boating. You're not very far from uh, from land. So I'm assuming you'll probably have um, cell phone reception as well. But it's just a good habit to get into. And like I mes- mentioned in episode seven, you can uh, create uh, kind of a pre-populated trip plan where the top part of the plan will have all of your boat information in there already. And then you just need to fill in the the specifics for that particular date. So date, time, where you're going, when you're going to be back, who's with you. That's about it. Um, and I, I recently watched the movie uh, 127 Hours. And the whole time, like I was watching it and I was like, dude, why didn't you tell anybody where you went? So, you know, definitely uh, put something together or at least send that quick text saying, okay, here I am. I'll be back. See you soon. So there you have it. This is the first episode for Sailing Goals. So for all of my day sailors out there, get out there, have a blast, have fun adventuring, learn and find some new areas you haven't explored. Bring some family and friends with you, with you. Get, get them involved on the boat and develop those good habits and everything else will also start to fall into place and your sailing will take off for sure. So uh, next week, we are going to dive into more sailing goals. This time, I'm going to talk about the racer. So those of you who are interested in getting into racing, whether that is uh, local beer can races, or maybe you're interested in offshore races. So same idea, I'm going to give you a list of courses I think you can focus on and dial in your skills. Uh, I'm going to talk about habits three to four good habits that you should develop and then talk a bit about some of the areas that you're going to end up perfecting through your racing so there you have it i look forward to seeing you next week take care